0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode two. Oh, two weeks in a row of Freshly Brewed. I got Robert here. I got Robert. Present. Here. Present and accounted for. <sighs> Rob, what's going on this week? Do you know what's so going on? So many spoilers. This week? So many spoilers. I want to count the number of spoilers that are up today only. That went up today. June eighth, four eight. It's 20 25. 25 spoilers so far, and it's only 3pm Pacific insane, time. That's insane, right?
1: But I think there's like 542 cards in this set, though, right? So that's kind of on par with... I'm sorry, yeah,
0: aren't there five, like, 542? Cards in the that's, set?
1: that's that's the reason why they have to spoil 25 a day?
0: No, it looks, it looks like right, there's only 274. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait, was that a meme you were doing? Were you just memeing or, you just was, memeing, or not were you being serious. serious? <laughs> Okay, good. I was like, "There's no way he thinks there's 500 <laughs> cards in this set." Uh, it's like, yeah, well, that's, that's wild. Crazy. Oh my god. Okay, there's a couple cards today that were spoiled. Today is June 8th, guys. That's when we're recording this, and we're looking at Mythic spoiler for all of our spoiler needs because it's just it just compile it all for you in one place. I want to talk. I want to talk real quick about Elder Gargaroth. Oh yeah. I
1: li- no, like no. I it? like the I like Maybe. the card
0: hold on yeah you just hold your horses for those listening unaware elgar gargaroth is a six six for five mana three and green green three green green it is a beast it It has vigilance it has reach it has trample and whenever it attacks or blocks choose one create a three three beast gain three life or draw a card you can attack with it you go into these you can block with it. you go into these it's got vigilance you can attack and block oh it wow was- i didn't even
1: notice that this card's still unplayable
0: it's got vigilance <laughs> oh my god you know what makes me sad right before we started recording joel larson responded to my tweet and he was like you "No, know, this doesn't <laughs> have haste right and i was like oh god damn it well you think because you're a pro tour champion joel larson that like that like you could just come in here and, and shit all over Elder he was Gong just Gong drowning your dreams so, man like- hopes and dreams just just gone so my response to him was maybe the way you build decks. Cause my, cause my, that's so funny. Rob like that. My ideal situation what? is playing rhythm of the wild. Given this guy. Hates- Are you stealing my thunder? Did
1: you is wait? Hold on. We had a earlier? conversation where I specifically mentioned that. And then you.
0: No, you were saying. Stuff. Okay. I that makes really sense. Is that how you feel? But- this is how I feel. I mean, if you want if you, want, if you want to take credit for that, that's fine. I'm not the gonna, only, It's fine. The man. only way you this card is playable
1: is that you go turn one Grazer, play your second land, turn two Rhythm of the Wild. Who cares what you do on turn three, right? Although we said it pairs very well uh, with Tectonic Giant, which has a very similar card design well you can also just play yeah you can play questing beast Beast, but i'm saying it kind of has a similar card design which is why i kind of paired it up together and then playing this on four with haste
0: other than that uh this card's just unplayable which is sad this is so that's so wild to me man like what if it said when Elderoth giant attacks or enters the Uh, battle then it absolutely
1: is playable um on a high end on the high end of your deck because the sad part is even if this is a five mana six six vigilance reach trample and when it enters the battlefield you draw a card I still think it's slow.
0: Well like a three three it nine power for five minutes. Ah, it's tough
1: man it's tough. I feel like people are doing you know they're 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 casting a planeswalker on five and then getting a seven seven give all your dudes plus two plus two vigilance trample while you're playing this dummy
0: OK, one one deck is one deck is doing that. Man, right? I don't like, five
1: mana is a lot nowadays. And, and granted that that would have a pretty good ETB. I'd love to know what other people think, but I still think it wouldn't be killer. But I think it would be it would be good.
0: See, this is why they should give me spoilers like right, because they used to give me preview cards and now they just don't. And I would be the perfect <laughs> ambassador for this card because I'm genuinely hyped about it. And like. Everyone else is like, this card's not very good. And I'm like, oh, man, that's weird. It's so funny to me because it has so many abilities. Vigilant Streets, Trample, Make a 33, three, Gain 3 Life, Draw a card. Like he, it literally has six man. different
1: types of text. Well, I don't want to say types of text, but six different things on the card, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. taking a cue from questing. But again,
1: it's just not playable.
0: This is crazy. You're not. I don't think you're playable. Well, and that's me and really this dude are hanging out to, together in the garbage bin. clearly what do you think about pestilence haze pestilence haze is a new card that was spoiled today on june 8th it is one black black so three mana sorcery choose one all creatures get negative two negative two until end of turn or remove two loyalty counters from each planeswalker
1: um kind of infesty right like infest i think um obviously three mana for the uh neg two neg two to all dudes is uh pretty standard how relevant is the second ability i in a world of three mana planeswalkers that tick downward i still think this is kind of bad like what deck I, i just don't see a deck where the second mode is relevant enough to have it as my sideboard card instead of the one currently in standard that exiles all creatures that went to the battlefield i don't see it
0: hmm what about you I mean, I just look at it. I, I obviously the comparison is Infest, right? So, like, sure. if, if Infest or like Cry of the Carnarum is playable, are you willing to replace Exile the creatures that go to the graveyard this way with this second possible mode?
1: Right. So it becomes it, it becomes meta dependent, right? If you're playing in a world full of Cat Oven, then this card is just not going to be as good. As as, as it's Cry. not as good, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool card. I like I like the way they're designing it. Um, but again, I. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh we can tell yet if this is the three mana sweeper that we're looking for in standard yet.
0: See, that's the thing. I think when I look at cards, I don't look at cards based on the set, the format they're currently being injected into. Right? Yeah. I'm not looking at Pestilence Hayes and saying, "Well, what deck is this going to go into? Well, where can this fit into standard? What planeswalkers are being played? That's not how I look at cards. And I think this is. I'm discovering this right this second, actually. The way I look at this card is there is a card called infest that is historically played that ability is historically utilized in in different formats and this is uh an upgrade to that with a secondary ability that is also versatile. So that's how I could look at it and be like this card seems good and you like conversely not not to say it's bad or anything but you look at it and you say I don't know where this could fit into standard, so I'm not sure about it. Well, what worries me about this
1: card, and I, first off, I think that you know you've played this game a lot longer than I have, so I think that that might have something to do with how you look at cards from that historical perspective versus how I look at it in the context of what I play right now, right? Um, right, right. And the way I, I see this card is, I look at it, and while I do compare it to what's going on in standard right now, I'm just looking at, around at the cards that are relevant not even from the set. And I'm like, I just don't see how this card is an upgrade. Whereas you're comparing it to infest where I'm, I'm sure that the power level of the cards back then, sometimes all you needed to do was cast an infest and you win games. You know what I mean? But nowadays everything you kill is coming back from the graveyard. Oh, when it comes back, it's doing something or
0: triggering something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the other thing is I look at like a card, like return to nature, right? And even that card, I'm like, well, naturalize is a very versatile toolbox card, you know. And but this is an upgrade to naturalize because you can exile a a, a card in the graveyard. And I feel like it's it's interesting because I feel like just having the card exist to me is good. I'm like, hey, this is a, this is a better version of a card that people played before, right? And uh, that's that's I don't know, that's good. But like, I can see your point. Whereas like maybe it doesn't meet the bar that's currently been set.
1: It's it's just interesting, right? Because you're you're 100% correct and I I think um return to nature is one of the few times where we can actually say it is strictly better, right? Cuz it is the exact same card, same cost, same card type yeah. and it just has an extra mode. Am I correct?
0: Yeah, that's correct. It's it's literally naturalized
1: with one more mode. Okay, so it is strictly better, but if you look around like it just isn't played. There are other ways to to right. to gain that function or we're just going over top of somebody where we don't care about their wilderness reclamation, you know. Correct.
0: Or you'll play something like the card that destroys an enchantment or a flying creature because that's a little more relevant, right? And
1: draws twenty cards. Yeah, that card.
0: Wait, which wait, what card is? That? I
1: don't know. They're probably going to spoil it tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You'll see. It.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. It's either yeah. It says it says destroy a flyer, destroy an enchantment, or draw twenty. So target player draws
1: twenty cards. cards. Target player. That oh one.
0: yeah, so you can mail you. yeah because you want to be able to mill your <laughs> opponent out. It's, it's not as good if it's not a win condition. Absolutely. That's the only way it's playable. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think of See the Truth? That is the translated name. It is a one blue sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library. So it's a sorcery speed anticipate. If you cast this from anywhere other than your hand, instead, put all those cards into your hand.
1: I love this card. I love this card, not because I think it's super powerful. I mean, obviously, if you can find a way to activate it um, from not from your hand, if you're casting it not from your hand and it's an easy way to do it, then it's just busted, right? If you can consistently do that. But I, I you have to figure that out. I'm like I'm a sucker for these kind of cards. Like I, I think this is cool.
0: Snap and, back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, I, I love this card. I think it's sweet. Yeah, this is just Snapcaster Mage. All of, like this is basically. They might as well have just had a Snapcaster Mage in the art on the on the little rock, you know.
1: Yeah. Do we know who that is? I think it's your dad. Oh, he looks great. He's got.
0: Yeah, he's really. Yeah, he's really doing good for himself. Yeah,
1: he's fu- he's found his he's found his center. Uh, he's at peace with the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 hard to find peace with the world. Yeah, but he found days.
1: he found it faith's
0: fetters was spoiled today that's Sweet interesting card, right
1: i mean it checks all the boxes it deals with the permanent stops it from activating and it gains you life
0: yeah i mean if conclave tribunal if cast out if all of these cards saw Plane standard which they did i think faith's fetters uh is just even better because of the life gain like it shuts off all of the 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 modes that you care about it prevents attacking you can still put on Planeswalkers; they can't be activated yep you know um Flexible. one of the differences if the creature has enters the battlefield abilities and they destroy the face fetters you're not going to get re-triggers right right you know so like if, if you if you face fetters a thrag tusk um you know it's not you're never they're never going to gain another five life they're not going to get the beast token from it leaving play i mean that's not going to happen but just just to give you an example sometimes leaving it on the board and just neutering it on the board or better you know right
1: no, I think it's a cool reprint. It, it's it's sweet. I don't see it being dominant, but, you know, in, in the right deck, it could be like a one of in the sideboard or something like that. It seems kind of cool.
0: Well, I don't think anyone here thinks uh, face fetters is going to be dominant <laughs> by any means. <laughs> I don't think I was like, Rob, do you think this card is going to dominate well, standard? We're in
1: agreement then.
0: Yeah, we are. It's true. What uh, what about you? What, what cards are standing out for you, my dude? Um... I, I so I looked at the
1: the new Chandra and when again here, here comes a complaint about spoiler season right they just got done yeah. spoiling Chandra's spellbook and they have that cool weird art right and it's cards yeah. that were from they're just reprints of cards that are not in standard I didn't realize today I was staring at four spoiled cards from M twenty one because they looked identical right. to the Chandra spellbook it was it was I, I literally went past them because I I could care less.
0: There's too many cooks. Yeah, there's too many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to to magic sets and cards that are being announced. Yeah, and released. I literally, I literally saw the Chandra, but I didn't. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. I was like, eh, okay, Sean and exactly, cool. That's exactly. That's exactly
1: what I thought. So, so I went past it. But then when I went back and yeah. looked at it again, so uh, Chandra, Heart of Fire, uh, three red, red this card's Very good. The first ability, I love plus one, I'm sorry, it ETBs with five loyalty counters, plus one, discard your mm-hmm. hand, then exile the top three cards of your library until the end of turn. You may play cards exiled this way. That seems so good. That that's seems good. Really
0: good. Yeah, I think that's real good because typically with a red deck, this is going to be the top end of your curve and you're going to empty your hand. So basically you're going to discard one or no cards, exile three of them. And because you played Chandra the turn, that, the turn before, presumably, you're going to have like five or six mana to yeah, work with.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean the fact that you're seeing three cards a turn from or well, four, I guess, four cards a turn, you know, untap draw and then plus and it yeah. goes up to six, that's
0: pretty good. And uh but, it's it's untap up oh, oh, draw. Sorry. I just don't think yeah. it's worth skipping. I yeah, I understand. Cool. Um, the other
1: thing is, obviously, we know, discard your, discarding your hand, sometimes it's not something that you don't want to do, you know? So there's ways around it. Right. Sometimes if you have, like, a
0: Gristle brand in hand, I'll just discard it. That gives me a
1: free yep, discard. So there outlet. you go. That's the difference between you and I. You want a brand, I'm thinking uh, of Arquite Phoenix.
0: <laughs> See, that is funny because you default to standard yeah, and I default to, like, <clears throat> cube or modern or, you know, like, older formats, right? Like, I'm looking at this... That's that is interesting. I think that's very, that's kind of like the Rorschach test of magic, right? Like, what do you see here? Right. And, and like, they hold up a Chandra and they're like, what do you see? And Rob is like, oh, I see a good way to discard my Light Phoenix in my red standard deck. And I'm like, oh, I can discard my Gristle Brand to reanimate it with Goryeo's Vengeance, you know, or something like that. And it's kind of funny how, like, the way two different people can approach cards completely differently. And, uh, you know, because there's so many ways to approach magic. Yep.
1: Yeah, so I really like that Chandra.
0: I also like that it says you may play the card. So if it is a land, you can still play a land. And hit that box,
1: right? If it's if it's yeah. your ability to, to to play lands, I think it becomes significantly worse.
0: Right, but like typically the red cards do do that, like uh, you know, experimental frenzy and things like that. Red cards that let you exile cards and then get to play them. Typically, they do include lands yeah. because I think if they didn't, they'd be much worse a lot of times that's way that's red's way of hitting their land drops
1: yep and then just to finish the card out the second plus one so it's got two plus abilities is a shock basically which is not not the worst right
0: no plus one to deal two damage to any target to go up to six it's i think that's very good right
1: that seems really good to me um normally on the old chandras it'll ping for one so seeing the upgrade to two is actually pretty pretty cool
0: negative nine is interesting. Her ultimate is search your graveyard and library for any amount of instant and our sorcery spells, exile them, then shuffle your library. You may cast them this turn add six red. So you're definitely going to still have to pay the cost, which is the whole point of adding the six red. Um, but presumably you'll have at least six lands in play by the turn, by the time you negative nine her. So, uh, you know, in theory, you're going to have about 12 mana to work with for this, for this, for the, for the, for the any number of spells that you find um that should be enough to kill the opponent like you know four lightning strikes and you know that's eight mana you got like other things that deal too i I assume they've taken some damage during this game since you're a red deck. i
1: think um i think the fact that it adds six i think it definitely has to add six red mana but that kind of chokes you a bit um but again you have to look into it because immediately what i think when i see this card is i was like okay if i minus nine I get six mana uh-huh. and I search and I'm thinking of Iron Crag feet. If I search for Iron Crag feet, which lets me cast <laughs> one more spell, there's gotta be yeah. some stupid large uh inciner sorcery I can search with Ironcrag feet and cast it afterwards for like twelve mana and see what I can do. But
0: well here's here's another thing. If you go negative nine, you add six, right? You have six mana. Sure. Let's presume you have six lands in play, because that's like the bare minimum, I think, if you got if you already have a Chandra at nine. Mm-hmm. So that's twelve mana, right? Yep. Use 4 of it. You go to 8 to play Iron Crag Feet. Now what do you have? You add? go to 15. Amariko, boy! Oh. <laughs> See, I mean, like, this is that's just this the game. difference in of, like, That's game. Play Amor- <laughs> yeah, you just ultimate... Tra- I mean, th- the problem is that, like, it takes... Go to 6, go to 7, go to 8, go to 9, activate. It takes at least 5 turns That's a lot of dirtle. After you cast Chandra. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of activations. Yeah, that's a lot of dirtling. And it's it's funny, the second comment on the, on the Mythic spoiler page from Derek Hathaway says... Isn't that the border they showed off for the Chandra signature spell book? Oh, exactly. So like exactly what you thought where you're like, yeah, I I already know this card. Here's an an interesting
1: thought for this card now that now that I think about it. So one of my one of my favorite decks uh, that I played in modern uh, for a little bit when I was still playing Moto was the mono red, um, um, like the mono red prison deck. So running Mm -hmm. running. Oh God! What's the name? What's the name of the uh, the Red Plains Walker that you could um, add a red mana for each one of your your mountains in play?
0: Are you being serious right now? You don't know? <laughs> I can't remember his name. Koth. Koth. Koth I knew it was very weird. was
1: thinking Karn, but I knew it was Koth. <laughs> this card seems like it fits in very well with that deck because that deck obviously tries to lock you out with an, under an ensnaring bridge. It immediately lets you discard your hand and basically <gasps> lock, locks oh, everything out right nice. there.
0: And you don't actually draw the cards so even if you can't cast uh, yep. them for some reason, oh that's interesting and this is a win pretty, con this is pretty sweet' it's like a mono red prison card yeah. yeah and
1: and it's a win con right It's plus one yeah. literally shoots face and you just keep you you know they don't attack they pass you just keep doing
0: it oh man if you're able to go cough and then Chandra discard your hand with it like turn three and snaring bridge turn four cough turn five Chandra that's a pretty good that's a pretty good turn yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting or a pretty good sequence of events, I guess. Yeah, because that's not just one turn. That's the, it's the card. Three. Card's pretty cool, right? For a five for a five man, it doesn't seem. OP. I think it's a good. Yeah, I think this Planeswalker is good. I, I don't think it's OP. I think it's very solid. Like I, I would definitely play this card. Like even if you're just plus two shocking every turn, like that's not the worst. Plus one and, shock. Like <clears throat> that's what I meant. Plus one shocking, and yeah. like and like, there's definitely gonna come a time where like your hand is either trash or you just have one card and you want to net two extra cards. Yeah, that's so. that's
1: big game. That's big game.
0: I agree. Yeah. What do you think about? There's another Planeswalker. The other Planeswalker in the set is Basri Ket. He is one white, white, like a Gideon of the Trials. Planeswalker Basri, B-A-S-R-I. Plus one, starts with three. Starts with three loyalty. Plus one, put a one-one counter up to one target creature. It gains indestructible till end of turn. So you could plus one, not put it on anything. You could put it on your vampires. You could put it on your (laughs) minotaurs in your tribal deck your dogs and cat. you can put on your hounds yeah, Oh, hounds. they are dogs now i don't even have to say hounds anymore yep. <laughs> negative two so he goes down to one whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn create that many one one white soldier tokens that are tapped and attacking um that's a little more narrow because a lot of times they're just gonna like if they have a two-two and a two-two they're just gonna block the the tokens oh. you know what i mean like it's it's one of those situations where, like, yeah, I'll attack with my Brimaz. I know you're going to just kill the token, but I'll still get in there with, with the three, four. So it's definitely a situation where you have to, like, make sure the way is clear. But, man, I mean like, making.
1: We're on opposite ends here. Like, I look at that Neg2, and I'm like, uh, that's really good. Like, you can go turn turn one, play a, play a one drop. Turn two, play two one drops. Turn three, you attack. You now have six creatures on the battlefield. And then you play Venerated Loxodon. Like, this card seems really good
0: interesting the
1: plus one protects a creature from from being wrath your biggest creature every turn this card seems very good to me the neg two is real strong in my opinion
0: well no it gains indestructible until until the end of turn not until your next. Oh, okay turn. okay i take that back then yeah that would be that would be really good yeah because then it's just like well you can never kill this thing i guess
1: yeah but i, I still think that the neg two is the draw on this uh to me and it seems really good
0: yeah, I agree. I think like, no, don't get me wrong. I think the negative two is good. I just think for some reason it just takes a little bit of setup. You know what I mean? Like you sure. you already have to have a good number. Like it's like one of those cards where it's like for each attacking creature, put a one, one into play. And you're like, but I already have like this. This is only good if I have a bunch of attacking creatures to begin with. Right. You know what I mean, right. Yeah, I, I see that. Well, all right. We can still have one more mode. Let's talk about that. Negative six. So he goes three to four he goes first start your It goes to four then to five then to six then negative so like four turns uninterrupted you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn create a one one white soldier creature token then put a one one counter on each creature you control so you get a one one your whole board gets a little bigger you get a one one your whole board gets a little bigger every turn
1: yeah not not immediately game ending like you would like um ultimates generally are but then again for three mana walkers they're generally not immediately game ending
0: but it doesn't see... I like that it's consistent, right? And unlike unlike a Garrick emblem, which is like all your creatures get plus five, plus five, this is nice because it gives you Correct, something every yes. turn. So the first turn, you're you're making a 2-2. Next turn, you're making a 3-3 and a 2-2. Then a 4-4, a 3-3, a 2-2, you know? And like, if they don't have answers for the creatures you're making, like, they will right. get out of hand. It reminds me a little bit of Liliana of the With last the hopes, Um Yeah, where like each turn, you get incrementally more. But if you have none... It still yeah, does You still get you know some, I mean?
1: right? Yeah. It's it's still worth it that you probably cash in your planeswalker for the ultimate.
0: Yeah. You get, get some. some. Right. Like if I ever if I ever ultimate this guy, I like this is a card that when I'm on six, I will never hesitate right. to ultimate because it gives me value for the rest of yep. the game. Whereas like Garrick's, like, I'm thinking of Garrick, uh, the one that makes an emblem that like all your attacking creatures get plus, five, uh, plus that's five the newest
1: something. one, the black black green like, one, I believe. Doesn't
0: yeah. yeah. So so, like, the thing is, like, all, your opponent can always deal with the creatures you're making. Right? Like, so then you n- essentially never get anything. And this isn't producing any value on its own. It's just making the things you have right, better. Right. Whereas, Basri is, like, making things every turn that your opponent one requ- has to deal One with. is
1: requiring you have resources. The other is doing it by itself.
0: Give, it's giving you it resources. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, I think this card is great. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was very, very I don't... good. Like, if this is, like, one of the... I don't see, I
1: don't look at this card and immediately see how it's broken. It just looks like a very good three mana planeswalker to me that we'll see play and decks will be built because of it, I think.
0: Did we look at Oko and think he was broken? I don't think we did. You know what? That would be interesting to go back and watch the YouTube video, to be honest. I think I think we thought he was very good, but I don't think we were like this is busted this is gonna be like because that's I, i'm not sure anyone really thought that until they played with it we should you know what we should do since we're doing this every week why don't we uh, why
1: don't we look that up after this after we get off this podcast i'm gonna go look it up and then obviously we we'll, that's yeah I'm we'll really be doing spoilers say, yeah. up, more spoiler talk next week obviously so you know when they spoil the other 400 cards and we can yeah and then <laughs> we can discuss if we have time the whole
0: set will be out by yeah. Wednesday, i'm
1: sure <laughs> oh it's up right now jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's, yeah we're like we were fresh during the podcast and uh six more cards show up You're like oh all yeah all right cool
1: yeah but i like I, I like that card uh I, I i'm i'm looking forward to uh to seeing that card play in standard seems pretty balanced i like it a lot
0: what do you think of basri's lieutenant all right this is a four mana three four so not super impressive stats it's three and a white three four three and a white a human knight a human knight three and a white Okay, Vigilance, Protection from Multicolored, so you can't Assassin's Trophy it, you can't uh, Mortify, you know, cast other gold, you can't <laughs> cast other gold it. cards against <laughs> it, things like that. You know, if your opponent has a Hydroid crisis, they can't block. When Basri's Lieutenant enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on a creature you control. So it can put it on itself, making it a 4-5 When it When it or another creature you control dies, any creature... If it had a plus one plus one counter on it, create a two two white knight creature token with vigilance. So at worst, this is a four five with vigilance and protection for multicolored for four that makes a two two when he dies.
1: Yeah this this card seems really strong and it and I I think it pairs very well with the last card we talked about. So if you were to <gasps> that
0: guy, this, are those wait does Basri put counters? No no no, no. It just gives. Oh yeah, Basri puts plus well, one plus one. His counters. plus
1: one does. So my thought process was if right. you Basri uh and then attack with all your dudes then you can untap on turn four play your basri's lieutenant uh and then cast the venerated loxodon on your board and you basically just you you win the game pretty much at that point
0: because how do they yeah they can't even wipe your board without you getting two twos and they're not one ones they're two twos you know that's a good amount of that's a good army yeah that's relevant and it's also it's also not legendary so if you actually have two of these on board you get two times as many like because you know what this this card reminds you of thalia's uh not thalia's lieutenant thalia's lancer is that guy legendary
1: thalia's lancers is legendary the 4-4 four, four that lets you search for oh maybe yeah hmm, i gotta look that up
0: i'm looking it up right now no that, that's not legendary, know, it just searches for legendary, legendary yeah yeah okay no i mean it's it's funny that this is not legendary because the effect stacks really well yep if you guys have two if you have two of these out and they both put counters on themselves. I mean, you get four two twos when they when they with your opponent rests the board. You know, you just you just you pretty much win that game probably. Like it's it's this wild. This card is. I think this card's very good. In a
1: in a mono white deck or in a white aggro deck, this is like your curve topper. You know, if 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 you got Basri Ket in there and this is your curve topper, it seems seems pretty solid.
0: Curve topper.
1: <laughs> and also, I mean, to go hand in hand with this, you have Basri's Solidarity, which is. The two mana sorcery, one and a white, it just puts a one one counter on every creature you control.
0: I mean that that's not Thankfully, bad. Actually, that is a sorcery though. So like if they go to wrap the board, you can't yeah. be like, put counters on all my guys, get a bunch of two twos. Still good. Yep. And as long as you have yeah. lieutenant well, I mean, they can always kill lieutenant good. first and then kill your art your board. But like again, it's a lot of finagling and they really have to like work for it. I need to car- card's need good too. I, I like this good. card a lot
1: again so so far we're we're talking about cards that are not insane today you know they just they're, just they're solid, good right? they look like i mean good. like
0: there's no okos no questing yeah. beasts I'm like this card's broken and i'm never gonna win a game against it it's just like oh that's cool wow look at that what'd you look at that what do you think about containment priest being reprinted here well uh i
1: think containment priest was reprinted because of modern <laughs> that's interesting
0: yeah, that, oh, wow, I totally didn't even realize Containment Priest was in Modern. Well, yeah, that's true. It's, it's also Pioneer now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Containment Priest, um, there was already a card in Standard, and now granted it didn't cost two mana and have Flash, or I mean, uh, cost two mana, um, and it was it was blue, but Crafty Cut Purse had the same uh, kind of uh, function as that card, and it wasn't played. I don't, I don't think, unless there's some reason that you would need to play that card in Standard right now, but I think it's definitely for modern.
0: Oh, Crafty Cup Purse also costs four mana, though. Correct. I mean, that's a significant difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, two two mana for a, for a white dude. Uh, wow, that came out wrong.
0: Oh, no, Crafty Cup Purse is totally different. It says when it enters the battlefield, each token that would be created under an opponent's control this turn is created under your control instead. Uh, Isn't that the same thing as doesn't doesn't uh containment priest... no containment priest is, is if a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast exile it instead oh that's right containment priest is the card you use if like they try to reanimate gristle right 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 you respond by playing like containment priest and then gristle gets exiled. right no i was...
1: mean i knew it was I-, I didn't realize that um crafty cup purse was tokens only that was that was my mistake
0: yes and also four mana not not no bueno no bueno see no bueno no bueno Rob, throw me some cards out here, buddy. Um did you did you look at
1: uh, let me look at the English version. Village Rights. One black instant as an
0: additional cost, sack a dude, draw two cards. Yeah, this is a new one that was spoiled just today, and it's not in English yet. Um yeah, village rights is the the translated text. Um this is great because typically cards like this either cost two or they are sorceries. Exactly sorceries. So being able to like pay one black. And sacrifice a creature that they've already targeted to draw two is very, very good. This is like the thrill. It was a card thrill of the hunt. What's the card that lets you discard one and draw two at instant speed Uh, thrill of possibility. Okay. Yeah. This is like the black version of that where they took a popularly played card. Right. um, Which was like, I I forgot the other, the other card too. cathartic reunion. No, that's Well, that's a three card. one. What's the two card one? Tormenting voice. Yes, they took like a tormenting voice and upgraded it to thrill of possibility. Possibility. <laughs> There's so many cards and like, yeah, so this is like the upgraded version of like, um, alters I, don't know, reap. I can't even think alters reap and now you have village rights, which costs one less. Like, and this is great though, because I think this always probably should have cost this. Like, I don't think this is like overpowered, right? It's just, it's just a nice tool to have. So does this, does this make uh claim the firstborn even better? Oh, because you can go tap one, claim the firstborn, attack, pay one black, sack it to draw two. Um, I don't know if a card like this was even in standard. I don't think we had a card like this in standard right now. So, yeah, maybe drawing two is big game. Uh, Yeah. At the expense of at the expense of your opponent's guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like a three for two. Yeah. Good value. Yeah.
1: Seems seems pretty good.
0: But I mean, you got to have those two cards in your
1: hand at at the right time, you know, but they always have it. Right. the
0: deck has. The deck has other ways, and also the deck doesn't. The deck have like the cat oven anyway, so like they could just sacrifice their cat. Oh,
1: there are definitely plenty of plenty of other ways to sacrifice it. Sacrifice a creature, so it's not like you have to have. Yeah, this. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah.
0: Also, this art's really creepy as well. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out Village Rights from M twenty one. The art is a little unsettling. It's unsettling to you. You don't think it is? No,
1: it looks like a guy. They're they they just cook some food, and the guy is uh, he's reaching up for his <laughs> portion. What do you? He's literally just you trying know, to I eat. Don't,
0: I don't. I have a bad feeling that that's not what's happening. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, I mean, that's just a negative outlook. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's true. Maybe I'm just being. Negative. He's just trying to eat, man. It's you know. I think you're right. I think you turn me around on this whole. It's thing. a POV.
1: It's a POV image uh, of a man trying to eat.
0: I, I can't argue with you. That that is, that is what's happening. Yeah, I, I think you really ho- you made that card much more wholesome. Yeah, yeah I put that I, in your head, and now you see it. Right, you get that right. Yeah, they're just a bunch of friendly guys yeah. just trying to give them some food. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Angelic Ascension is interesting. This is a two mana instant, one and a white. Exile target creature or planeswalker. Its controller creates a 4 4 angel with flying.
1: Man, I don't I don't know. This card this card seems really good. Very good. Like in white. This is an awesome effect in white.
0: Really? What are you what are you using this for? I'm curious.
1: I mean, obviously the, the first off, exiling is huge, right? That's big game. The fact that it exiles, it doesn't destroy. So that's awesome. Um, the fact that you can play a turn one one drop and then turn two Sarah Angel, because that's where we're at in life with Magic the Gathering now. <laughs> seems like that's just beyond busted, right? That imme- on the play, it's like, hey, uh, you can't play your game anymore. You have to answer mine or you lose.
0: I mean dies to Doomblade, Rob. Well, Doomblade's not in standard, so good try. Wow. Well, I'll bedevil it. <laughs> You'll have to. You could use the uh, the
1: two mana there's the two mana black card that uh, that kill that kills someone or removes counters.
0: Oh, dev- devil it. I'll devil it then. You could devil it, that's fine. This card seems really good to me. If I'm not gonna be devil, I'm gonna devil. What's your thinking of a heartless I am you guys know the card. I am okay, okay. We we did good. We nailed it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to give my opponent four four angels, but on the same hand, like, I do like the versatility of it. I can exile my own like planeswalker that they're attacking to make a four four. Like, I have a I have a I have a threat, or I can get rid of like a problematic planeswalker and just give them a four four, which is much better for me usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a
1: very easy easy splashable, just an easy easily castable card that gives you. Removal for a super strong creature that you need to get out of your way, or like you said, or a planeswalker. Like for for one and a white. That's this is really good.
0: It does hit questing beast. And if you have a crafty cut purse, you can have the angel token. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, took me a second. I was like, wait, what? Oh, you're throwing back? Uh I got you. Uh Yeah, that was good, man. That was good. I'll put it in my crafty cut purse deck. I will I will make sure I play that and then I'll make all my opponents angels that never enter the battlefield. Make them your angels. Yeah, your angels have become mine by way of my crafty cut purse. <laughs> Speaking of removal, I believe the translation is plunge. It is a black card. For one and a black, it is an instant. Destroy a creature with converted mana cost less than or equal to three or a planeswalker with the mana cost less than or equal to 3. So an upgrade to smother. Not a strict upgrade though because smother doesn't allow regeneration. This does. So I'm sorry. It's just not it's not it's not a strict upgrade. I'm sorry. It's just not. That's not how it works. But it is it is a cool card. It is an upgrade. And I would much rather destroy a planeswalker would cost 3 or less Lilian of the Last Hope Liliana of the Veil vale, Teferi Oko Narset you name it. Um then worry about regeneration. I think this card is incredibly good.
1: Yeah, I think this is gonna see play in older formats. Uh, this is this is super good.
0: Oh, I agree. It kills Ren in six.
1: yeah, yeah it's 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 tough, right? Because you have to balance the difference between fatal push and using this card. or maybe you just use both.
0: I mean, fatal push goes up to four, right when you when you trigger yeah. it i mean you can play both for sure i mean it is a little limiting because like once they play a five drop you're shit out of luck if you got only fatal push and, and plunge you know how big of a smile
1: you have when you sit down to play like a like you're playing a, you're like five and oh going into round six and you're like man i need this game to lock up lock up my top eight and That's then weird. all of a sudden you sit down and then the shuffler shows you your hand and you see plunge you got two of them and then you look at your opponent's hand and and then it shows that he's got uh the uh, Luris,
0: <laughs> Luris uh, companion. <laughs> so what? You're just gonna like replay all the things they discard, or they no, destroy? But I'm just saying, like this uh, is a joke saying, like it, it eats everything gonna, in the deck. Oh, it's gonna target all of their stuff, right? Yeah. Right there. See, that's funny because I was thinking of this in the sense of like, well, they're just gonna play Luris and get them back. I guess. That no, I'm gonna kill
1: so the Luris great. too.
0: That's okay. Now you're being aggressive. All right. Well. I, so I, I thought it'd be funny if like. If you, you you sat down with your deck full of fatal pushes and plunges, and then I sat down with my deck full of Elder Gar- Gargaroths, and uh, you just couldn't do anything because he cost five mana. And uh, no, 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 no I, th- I thought seized to... it. I thought seized it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see how you're gonna. I see. How... I understand now. I understand how you're gonna be. Dies the Doom Blade. It Discards does. the Thought Seize. I mean, ah. to be fair questing beast uh does those things as well questing beast has haste it's not the same man okay so if this guy had haste we wouldn't even be having this discussion right no if that if that thing had haste absolutely playable decks and red green mid-range probably but that's the thing there's no middle ground right like questing beast was too good because he had haste like so they take the haste away and they make Elgar Gargaroth and you're like, oh, now it's unplayable. You yeah, know, but like, wow. but you can't you can't look at it as questing beast. We had to take away the haste because it was too good because it still
1: exists. You know, what does that mean? We just exist, man. You and I, we we just exist. We're here.
0: <laughs> this is uh, this has been existential hour with the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like it. And I like that you do come to the table and you're like, your card sucks. I'm sorry. Your card sucks. Get over it. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm not the like it's we're not just both fanboying over the same cards and being like, this card's amazing. Because I think that uh, takes a little bit away from the credibility, you know? Right. Right. Um, Different perspectives. So I do like that. Yeah, I do like that you have a different perspective about it. But so the funny thing hear- about I'm sorry, I don't
1: mean to cut you off. So the funny no, thing fine. about that to me is like first off you and I um we 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 approach this game kind of the same I think whereas we try to find ways to do fun things and make cards like that aren't really that powerful, they're just really weird. We just want to make them work and have fun doing it. Uh, neither of us are the kind of people that uh, would just sit down on MTG Arena and play Mono Red just to rank up to, to Mythic, right? We want a Correct. challenge. That, of that, doing that, I it don't ourselves. find enjoyment
0: in that, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't find enjoyment in that.
1: However, the difference between you and I is, I feel there like I you you walk you walk the plank a little bit farther than I do in terms of, you know, that's
0: where our different perspectives come in. You look out at the water and you're like, well, oh, that's nice and all, but I'm good here. And I look out at the water and I'm like, I want to jump, jump into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite? Who's your favorite planeswalker spoiled so far in M21? Um Between Okay, the, the options would be Ugin nah. the Spirit Dragon, uh, Liliana Walker of the Dead, Teferi, Master of Time, Chandra, Heart of Fire, is that the name? Uh Heart of Fire, and Basri
1: Ketch. Um, just, I have to pick one? Like, no specific reason? Like, playability? Nothing like that? Just, w- what's my favorite right now?
0: Yeah, no, but no no particular okay. metric. Just, like, you can give your reason after, obviously. But also, that means there's only the green Planeswalker that has not been spoiled, uh, right?
1: Yeah, I think you're correct, actually.
0: Um, if I had to pick
1: one, I mean, Ugin is cool, but but being a reprint, it kind of takes away the, the funness. <sighs> it's it's definitely a toss-up between Basriket and Chandra. And I think i like chandra i would like to try to if i was making a deck right now i would try to find a way to make chandra work i i like chandra
0: that's interesting i like i like the liliana mm-hmm. a lot um i think the plus one templating is nice where like if your opponent suddenly doesn't have any cards in hand they're still having they're right. still in effect mm-hmm. they're still losing three life liliana walker of the dead is a four loyalty planeswalker for four mana two two black black First ability is each player discards a card, each opponent who can't lose three life. So that's awesome. And it's the new like Croxa templating where like, oh, I'll just discard a land. And it's like, okay, we'll take three then. Oh, it's like, it's incentivizing you not to, to actually get rid of a spell, to have a spell in hand. Right? So if your opponent's at like anywhere between three and six life, not holding a card to discard when this comes down is a real problem. Right? Like, if your opponent just plays out their hand and has nothing yeah. and you play this like the plus 1 is yeah, actually exactly. still very good it's the plus 1 negative exactly three. Yeah, negative 3 life is great. Um negative 3 target creature gets negative x negative x where x is the number of cards in your graveyard so Liliana can essentially kill something and live she'll go to 1. Um which is fine though because usually, you know, because the the plus ability discards a card so it's synergistic with that and you know, uh, presumably you could draw these later in the game and they're still just as good because the negative 3 is going to be stronger. The plus one is going to deal three damage, and then negative seven. You get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put a creature from any graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. So typical, yeah. I, I just the only reason I I don't like this card particularly is even though she
1: protects herself, minus three is real steep. Going down to one loyalty and only having a plus one. That's 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 tough. That's that's tough to me. Well, you
0: know, life stuff. Life is tough. I don't know. I think this card is really good. Like, I think this is at least on par with, like, the Chandra, right? Like, I don't know. Again, it's a situation where, like, if you have things you want to discard, Lingering Souls, brand again, it's a good way to put yeah. them in the graveyard. And, you know, in, in, in older formats, too, like, you know, obviously modern specifically because i think it's the only one to be relevant you could literally go turn three lily on the veil plus one turn four lily on a walker of the dead plus one and you actually have a pretty pretty strong discard engine for your opponent yeah
1: that'd be interesting going three three mana lily into four mana lily and and you're essentially having them discard three cards by turn four
0: yeah plus you're also probably playing like foxes on turn one yeah Yeah. that's rough I mean, plus then you have like two Planeswalkers on the board too that are threatening the ultimate. So your opponent yeah. with limited resources has to find a way to deal with them. And not only that, like unlike previously on like this plus one is actually basically a rack. Right. Or like a like a oh, right. Push. Yeah, because if they don't have a card in their hand, they take three, which is basically the same as the rack. Yeah, it's kind of I think it's strong. I yeah, think this card is good. I, I do, too. Again, I think the, the
1: your problem lies in the casting cost right i think the i think it being four mana makes it more standard playable than than uh, older formats but again you know you never know i i like i like I, I agree with you on the plus one the fact that it is going to deal damage um
0: yeah like I'm like, I'm like previously honest on the they can't just be like well no cards in hand gotcha and you're like all right take three yeah yeah, and three damage is a yeah, lot. Yeah, and it's that nice that just like fast. Proxa, like they're not giving the opponent like a way out for having like no cards. They can't like get around it by either not discarding or discarding a land. So it's kind of like it's kind of uh, empowering discard effects,
1: right? Man, I, I hate to tell you this, dude, but with so many spo- so many spoilers coming out, like I'm scrolling through this as we're talking about it, and there's literally. Another fifteen cards we could have a conversation on. Um, I think we're going to have to reconvene in a few days and then drop a second one. I think one
0: that's obviously going to be done for sure. But
1: yeah, I, I think we have to because we're going to fall behind well, if they're also, posting forty-seven the thing, I also cards don't a day go over
0: everything. Because we will do our ceremony right, like so. I don't sure. want to have all the information and all the opinions presented before. Right, you got to ah, say something for the ceremony.
1: So. Yeah, that's nice. One. Well, sometimes people just want that's to see true. our face, so we can
0: actually just stand there. I'll cycle through the cards, and we can just look straight at the camera. And we could we could actually play the podcast as the audio while yeah, we're sitting idea. there. Yes, that's a good idea. I think we'll do that, yeah. guys. Let mm-hmm. us let us know what you think of that. Let <laughs> us know if that's what you'd like us to do. If you want us to uh, silence, yeah, we'll the just podcast. do a set review. My and Rob will just stare at the camera silently. We'll play the podcast on top, and I'll just slowly cycle through the cards so you guys can look. It sounds I, it sounds good. And, and we can have Michael ice. I think Chew this is a win-win. I think we really nailed it. I think we figured out the 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 system here. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we'll make making it work for That's ourselves. That's the important thing. Yeah. There's, there's, there's honestly, there's, dude, there's honestly a, there's honestly, without saying, you know, let's have a discussion about every card like just from what's spoiled today, right? So let's say they spoil 10 more cards and 10 more cards. Like by the time we try and do this again in four, if we it's do this again in four days, right, they're going to yeah. have another 40 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm sitting here right now and I, and I see out of like probably 60, 70 cards, like there's probably like 15 cards that you and I could literally do what oh, we just sure. did today about. Like it's, you know, I want to talk about one more oh card God, actually. Here it he goes. Okay, Lanowar Visionary. <laughs> 3 mana, 2 and a green for a 2-2 Elf Druid. When it ETBs, you draw a card, and it has
0: the Llanowar Elf tap to add uh-huh. a green mana.
1: What do you think of this card?
0: It's a little too pricey. What do you think of? I think it should be 2 mana. I think a 2 mana would be good. No, 2 mana would be broken, right? Well, 2 mana would be broken, right? Because then it would just be an upgraded
1: it's version Elvish of...
0: Visionary. That's a 2-2 that, that taps for mana. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, don't you- think, I think 3 mana is too expensive. I think for three mana, I'd almost rather have the War like the three, three, the three, three that adds three.
1: Yeah. Well, think of it this way though. Well, two, two things. One, did you realize that it's literally those cards combined? Lanawar visionary
0: costs cost World. three mana. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's two, two power, two toughness two, has both abilities.
0: It's two, one, ones stapled together. One costs one, one costs two.
1: Okay. But so when I saw this card and I, on, on my Twitter, I was like, is this just better than Roger Finer?
0: um the three power is very very nice it makes it a formidable threat yeah but ramping i mean dude this this lets you cast uh your elder dude on on turn four i mean you could go turn one our world's red turn two this turn three um f- five five that know? seems that that seems pretty good and you always draw a card so yeah, yeah. i don't know it's not you're you're kind of selling me here I saw
1: that, and I was like, oh, this is kind of weak. But then I was like, wait a minute. Three mana. The drawing the card is Draws the so nice. card. Yeah. I mean, Elvish Visionary was always played. Like, there's always decks that ran Elvish Visionary.
0: Yeah, there's always a greater power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about that, because I, I like. I dismissed this card, because I'm like, oh, three mana for a 2-2, huh? Cool. Yeah, exactly. I'd see that. But, like, three mana for 2-2 that draws your card and taps for mana, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in green, right? You're ramping. It, it's seems pretty good i mean rishkar saw play and that guy was three mana and he was a two two like he put two counters on things but i think a lot of the times the things he was putting counters on could already produce mana so you're usually a netting one from rishkar
1: yeah it wasn't his second ability generally that so, that his static yeah. ability
0: rishkar was basically a, a three three that tapped for a mana right and this is a two two that taps for anbil so like to draw you a card is very good the rogue refiner comparison is very good
1: yeah think about think about like i've good, played right? a lot of games with with um elvish visionary where i play an elvish visionary and this is like you know turn four or five my board has been wiped with all my little dudes and then i, I top deck an elvish visionary and i'm attacking for one and doubling that clock is that's that's real you know what i mean like yeah i, I don't agree. know this card
0: it seems pretty decent to me i think this might uh, surprise people i mean you just surprised me with it i wasn't even considering it but now it's like okay now you're now you're talking and it's nice, like when you're able to talk out the cards and figure out like the scenarios these could be good or what they're like, what what historic cards they're competing with. It's a good right. way to kind of figure out like where they sit in the in the hierarchy of cards.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like this card a lot, actually.
0: Either way, thank you guys for listening to episode two of the freshly brewed reboot. Freshly rebrewed. <laughs> it's actually not freshly rebrewed. It's not Brad, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was going to say, give us a like or a follow on Twitter or Twitch or wherever you guys want to find us. You can find Rob at, what is it? Illusions. MTG, MTG Jank.
1: Yeah, let's okay. go with okay. MTG yeah, and then, uh, Rob,
0: Because yeah. I can keep up yeah, with the stuff Yeah, that's true. That way. So definitely check Rob out at, at MTG Jank. I'm at Frank Lepore on all the things. And uh, let us know what you guys think of M21 so far. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: Wait, also, you, uh, tell them the different the different places they can find the podcast oh. now that we've started expanding oh it, so if there's other ways for them Oh, to...
0: God. If you're, listening to, Even if the heavy you're listening to this, you can find the podcast literally at Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Everywhere. Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. <laughs> so, you know, if you listen to podcasts at any one of these 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 outlets... <laughs> you can catch you can check out freshly brewed there if you listen to podcasts on a different platform i have no idea why switch. or what it would be so yeah <laughs> you're, you're really an outlier so thank you guys thank uh, you guys for listening we'll see you next time